What's going on, Sergio? How you doing today? Hi, doing, buddy. I'm doing well. We're starting a little late. Uh, I see the complainers already complaining. <laughs> getting oh, paid for a wait time. That was a good one. Uh, yeah, no, you're not getting it. The first two minutes is on the house. Remember, Mike? Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, we have, well, just to give you a quick heads up, we have Brian coming on from Legal Rideshare. Uh, he was having a little bit of video in his audio video issues. So uh, we're trying to get that sorted out currently as we speak. So um, hopefully that will be all solved when he does come on. Um, but if not, we're just going to have the audio of him. So, uh, yeah, that is why we started late and, um, oh, well, <laughs> um, but yeah, we got a, we got a pretty big show for you. So let's go down, um, what we're going to be talking about. So, like I said, we do have Bryant Greening of Legal Rideshare coming on. Um, if you aren't familiar with Legal Rideshare, they are the first law firm in the United States to focus exclusively on Uber, Lyft, gig workers, delivery, and e-scooter accidents and injuries. Consultations are always free. Um, if you ever find yourself in an accident or anything like that, uh, we've also had him on previously uh, with a couple of good videos that you should go back and watch because uh, it gives you a lot of information on things that you should do in the event that you are in an accident and the steps you should follow. Um, so make sure you go back on those videos and check them out because it's going to give you a lot of great information. Um, but yeah, if you do unfortunately find any um, predicament where you're in an accident, um, make sure you take down their number. Link is going to be in the description below, and uh, he'll be on in just a few moments. Also, we're going to be talking about the Valentine's Day strike protest. Was it effective? What was, you know, what was it like for people who are out? Uh, what did we see um, in our markets? And uh, we're going to be talking about that. Uh, then we're going to be talking about Lyft announcing how it's going to be fixing support. I know a lot of people are probably going to be happy about that. Um, so that's a good thing. And then uh, now we're getting Uber sending drivers emails and notifications on canceling, which is just a pain in the ass. Um, also, we're going to be talking about why Lyft needs to stop shaving 25% of the upfront fare for a minor change in the trip time and distance. Um, so basically, if it goes a little bit shorter, um, then why are they shaving 25% off? We're going to be talking about that. Uh, we're also going to be talking about uh, kind of a teaser uh, talking about the highest earning Uber and Lyft driver in the country, probably. Um, and we have the documentation to back it up. Um, pretty crazy. So we'll be talking about that. We're also going to be talking about these fake Uber, Lyft, DoorDash account issues, um, how it's getting more media attention. Um, hopefully it will put some pressure on these companies to actually do more to help with these fake accounts. And then, of course, we're going to end it with some funnies. So um, with that being said, we have a great show for you. Um, let's just get into a couple of quick announcements. Um, for the first thing, Sergio, I know you like talking about the newsletter because you're writing again. That's kind of your forte. So if you want to talk about that, um, and yeah, then maybe uh, you know that's coming up. Yeah, I, I repeat it every start of every show, and then maybe we'll do it halfway through this time um, because Brian has limited amount of time. But uh, yeah, please go to www.rideshareguy.com sign up to the free new free newsletter um you know I, I started writing for our newsletter again and not just because of me though obviously uh jay and who everybody likes uh tyler and um all our contributors do amazing articles it's tax time there's going to be some tax articles i'm sure coming up a lot of questions about that um you know about insurance obviously and how when we drive what our results are and what we're seeing in our markets but uh, definitely worthwhile it's free Please go sign up. Yep. 
And then uh, real quick, I am going to be in Chicago next weekend. So not this weekend, but next weekend. So if anybody is in the Chicago area, wants to get together, uh, shoot me an email, chris at the rideshareguide.com. Uh, and we can do a little driver meetup in Chicago, do a couple of things with uh, testing our apps and, uh, um, you know, just getting together. So again, Chicago next week. So if you guys are interested, shoot me an email. All right, let's get right into it because we do have Bryant from Legal uh, Rideshare coming on. Again, if you guys are in an accident or anything, uh, make sure you take down the phone number that is in the description for Legal Rideshare. Um, they will be your representative, as well as helping you through any type of accident, especially when on, uh, you know, delivery, when on a rideshare ride, e-scooter, all of that good stuff. So make sure you do that. And again, I'm going to say a reminder, um, make sure you check out our other videos where Bryant was on as a guest. Um, it's going to go back a little bit because he was on maybe about a year ago at this time. Um, but we had the whole uh, breakdown of what you should do in an accident, the steps that you need to take. Um, so it's good information there. So Brian, welcome. Thank you for coming on. Oh, hey. Yeah, I, I finally got the camera to work. We every seven. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm thinking, you know, you don't have tech support back there. Apologize. <laughs> uh, up a little bit. I'm, I'm using my. Uh, phone. No, it's all good. You know, um, actually, you know, this is so timely that you're able to make it uh, to this episode um, because with a lot of the changes that we're going through as drivers, right? I mean, our major concern, obviously, is getting into a crash, our fault or not. But uh, who better than you to explain to our audience and thousands watching later about those things. But one thing I want to get off the right off the bat, okay? Um, I have seen personally in California um, my commercial insurance rates that Uber charges because they're a TNC by law. They have to have that coverage. Um, it used to be 0 to 10. Um when, then went to 20 cap. And as of last week, I started getting some 30s now, really right at top at the $30 for a one-hour trip. And here's a couple of screenshots. 43 miles, an hour and 48 minutes. Um, if you skip one, Chris, we'll see the amount charged. And here it is, $29.54 for that. Other expenses such as commercial insurance, commercial auto insurance, I have checked with Uber. They're saying there are only two items in there, credit card fees, and because this was not an airport trip, credit and airport fees already up there in the as a line item. They're saying credit card fees, I'm assuming about 3%. All of the rest is commercial insurance, Brian, right? And they're directly blaming uh, personal injury lawyers um, having a field day with Uber when they get in an accident. And what is happening, though, is that when the commercial insurance goes up to 30 bucks now per trip, I mean, per trip, this is like ridiculous. What happens is that the money we're making is going down. I mean, I, I definitely believe that whatever they're charging the booking fee to the customer is being lumped in there. But I'm going to go into my rabbit hole and figure that out. So with that said, do you take any responsibility for our commercial rates going up? Uh, absolutely not. I, I think okay. that to be held accountable for accidents and injuries that they cause. And that's Uber. That's not the driver. This is a cost of their business model. And it's not your fault as a driver that their business model is flawed and that they got a, you know, a free pass for more than a decade in terms of the business expenses that everybody else in the country has to pay. So what we've seen throughout the years is that more and more the drivers and the customers are getting screwed because Uber doesn't want to pay its fair share. So every other company that puts vehicles on the roadway, whether it's UPS, FedEx, taxi companies, you name it, they 
have insurance costs and they've built those insurance costs into their business model. Uber's now figuring out that this stuff is expensive. They don't want to cut into their profits. So they're passing it along. Yep. That's what I see happening. And, and, you know, um, unfortunately, uh, I mean, the sky's the limit. It looks like because $30 for a single trip, uh, you know, as a driver, I could probably get my own insurance and then save some money and then collect that money. But that's not the point. So let's get right into it. First of all, I get the 2,000 emails. Now. I was up to 1,500, now I get 2,000 emails. And I respond like I know what the other side knows, that I know. So I go, well, in P2, you have this. And then they come back, what is P2? I'm like, how do you not know that? But then I go, okay, not everybody knows that. So let's educate our crowd. There's four periods of a rideshare well, ride driver or our lives uh, under insurance. Period zero, which is P0. Period one, period two, period three which I call P0, P1, P2, P3. Can you please explain to us each individually what those periods are? Sure, absolutely. So period zero would be when you're just using the vehicle for your own personal purposes. You're picking your kid up from school and driving to soccer practice. That's P0. Your own personal insurance is going to cover you. Period one is when you've got the app on and you're cruising around waiting to connect with a fare. Period two, you've connected with a fare and you're on the way to pick them up. And period three, you've got the passenger in your car. You're on the way to the destination. Right. So these are pretty self-explanatory, right? However, um, when I do dig deep into my uh, way bill sometimes or in the app to look at what coverages, um, because I, a lot of people are assuming that, you know, they just see for million-dollar liability insurance. They're assuming, I'm pretty sure they're assuming that, that for all those periods, that million-dollar coverage applies. Is that correct or is that not correct? Well, it's correct that everybody assumes that, and it's incorrect. <laughs> so the biggest misconception is that there is ample insurance in every single Uber ride. Really, more often than not, there's not enough insurance. That million-dollar policy that you're seeing applies to period three and period two liability coverage. So what is liability coverage? That means if you cause an accident and injure someone else, that injured person can tap into a million dollars worth of insurance. What that million dollars does not cover is an injury to you or an injury to a passenger that somebody else causes. So you're driving down the street, somebody rear ends you, you and your passenger are both injured in that crash. You don't have a million dollars of coverage. You've really got whatever that schmo that hit you has on his policy, plus maybe a couple bucks in underinsured motorist coverage from Uber. It's not a million dollars. Not millionaires. Okay, so that's pretty clear. Now, um, I know you're in Chicago, so you can speak for that, but I'm pretty sure you're aware of a lot of different states, what the coverages are. But obviously, we can get into all states, but let's just talk about Chicago, right? So, what do you know what the driver coverage is from Uber or Lyft, because they're practically the same? Um, let's talk about Uber for P1. What is the what is the driver covered for under period one, which is like you said. App is on. I may be driving. I may be parked, whatever. Right. So period one, what, what you need to understand is there's different things that we talk about when, it's, when we talk about insurance. We can talk about property damage, which is very important for an Uber or Lyft driver because your vehicle is your income. There's also what's called liability coverage. And then there's called underinsured slash uninsured motorist coverage. These are three different, totally different coverages that apply to different situations and provide benefits to the drivers depending on what happened. 
So in period one, you're extremely limited. You have limited um, access to uh, property damage coverage, meaning if somebody gets, you know, causes damage to your vehicle or if you cause damage to your vehicle, you're probably not going to get that covered by Uber. You're going to have to go through your own personal insurance. Chances are, if they find out that you've been doing ride share, they're not going to cover it. So you're, yep. um, if you are involved in an accident um, and where you cause injury to somebody, Uber's going to say, mm, we're in period one. Therefore, you got to first go to your personal insurance and see if they cover it. And even then, we've got limited coverage, about $25,000. Um, and then when we talk about the underinsured motorist coverage, which means somebody rear ends you who doesn't have insurance or somebody um, flees the scene and you can't identify them, you're not covered in that scenario in period one. So, yeah. okay. And this is all with the $2,500 deductible, by the way. If, the, if there is damage, and let's not forget about the $2,500, right? That's right. So the $2,500 deductible shocks everybody when they first find out about it. What we're talking yeah. about there is if there's damage to your vehicle and Uber does cover it, you still have to meet a $2,500 deductible. Meaning if there's less than $2,500 of damage to your car, Uber's not paying anything. And if there's more than $2,500, they're only paying what's on top of it. You've got to get to that first $2,500 before they'll chip in. Yep. So that's period one. So let's go to period two, get to period two, which is... You know, I I accepted a ping or a request. I'm on my way to the passenger, right? This has become, this this part really is tricky because I know, you know, you're aware I sent you a poor driver's problem, you know, but we'll talk about that in a minute. And uh, so what is my coverage in period two? I'm a Chicago driver. What is my coverage from Uber under period two? Yeah, so in, in that scenario, it's the same situation for the property damage. You've got the $2,500. And I, I really want to stress this before we... I go on a slight tangent here that Uber's only going to pay for your property damage if you have the correct coverage on your own personal policy. So if you've taken out only collision coverage or only uh, liability coverage and not collision coverage, Uber's never, ever, ever going to fix your car because you didn't take out a policy that would cover your car uh, to begin with. That's a threshold. So please take out collision coverage, take out coverage for your own vehicle on your car. Back to your question, when you're when we're talking about the coverage that's available uh, for underinsured motorists, which is when again hit and run, other person's not not covered. You've only got fifty thousand dollars of coverage there. Um, the liability is a million dollars, but that's for damage that you cover or that you cause to someone else. Okay. Or you, you yeah. don't that ever. So, um, so let's say, let's, you know, we, I sent you that and I remember like yesterday, it was a couple of weeks ago and some drivers sent me the dash cam video of him getting t right? And he, I think he's in Texas and, uh, you know, he says, Serge, I have medical bills, I'm crippled, uh, my car is trashed and uh, it was a hit and run, it was uninsured motorist and Uber is not paying, my insurance company is not touching, I'm screwed. So let's talk a little bit about that if you recall that situation. I do. And He's, I mean, he's, he couldn't have said it better. He's screwed. There's not coverage for that event in Texas. So when there's certain states here, Texas is one of them, Indiana is one of them, there's several around that don't require underinsured and uninsured motorist coverage. That means a lot of drivers in, in various states are driving around without coverage, without protection, if somebody causes injury to them 
and then flees the scene. Or if somebody causes injury to them and hasn't paid their premium and their insurance has lapsed. There's a lot of vulnerability out there and Uber and Lyft are not doing anything to protect the driver from it. Yep. I, and I, I became aware of that lately and I'm getting, I'm getting these emails saying, you know, I have no coverage. I'm going like, how do you not have coverage? I didn't even know it. So let's talk a little bit of a couple of minutes about P3 and then we'll get into other subjects. So I, I picked the, the passenger up. I'm on my way to the destination. What is my coverage with, the, with what Uber is providing? Got a million dollars of liability coverage. Again, not for you. You got $250,000 of underinsured, uninsured motorists in Chicago. Um, and then it's the same property damage information that we talked about before, $2,500 deductible. Yeah. So um, when you say not for you, so does it, by the way, does it matter if Uber will cover you or not, if it's your fault or the other party's fault? Does it, does that come into play? It does. So if it's your fault, Uber's auto insurance and Lyft's auto insurance typically will not provide any sort of injury protection or wage protection for you. Uh, and that's pretty standard in any auto claim, whether you're you know, driving for Uber or personal. If you are at fault, you don't get to tap into those auto insurance policies. Okay. Um, now, um, you know, a lot of people that email me, you know, I tell them, Look, you have no coverage literally on P1 or period one while you're waiting for a ping or driving around or repositioning yourself. Because a lot of people, look, if I drop somebody off in the middle of the nowhere, right, and there's not going to be a request there, I have to drive back with my app on hoping to catch a trip, right, going somewhere. And I, I'm, I'm practically going to assume that I'm not even covered during P1. What can drivers do? Could they buy supplemental insurance? Um, could they buy ride share insurance? What should they do? Yeah, they can and they should. So they're, most big insurance companies now, the Allstates, the Progressives, the State Farms, they offer rideshare specific policies for rideshare drivers and gig workers. And a lot of drivers are hesitant to, one, tell their insurance company that they're doing the work. We've got to get rid of that stigma. It should be the first thing that you say when you're buying insurance. I'm a rideshare driver. I need protection, which includes gap coverage, includes UM, uh, UIM. I want to opt into everything that I can. Um, and you, you also want to shop around. You need to, to consider this as a business expense for the business that you're running as an independent contractor. Going through the, the process of finding the right insurance policy is something that's very important to your livelihood. And when something inevitably does happen, your protection. Yeah, I mean, I do hear quite a bit of pushback on that because, as you know, 80%, according to Uber, 80% of drivers are part-time, right? If I'm driving like 10 hours a week, they're going to go. Because you know I live in California. My insurance just went up 35%, right? like literally last week, right? I received my bill, and I'm like, what the hell? So not the point. Though. The point is I could have bought really cheap, well, cheap compared to my overall policy, uh, um, a supplemental, you know, ride share insurance policy from the same company that I'm insured by. Now it's like out of control, right? So a lot of people are going to say, well, I only drive 10 hours a week. I mean, you know, I'm not making any money anyway. I'm just trying to make a couple hundred bucks here. Why should I pay for that, you know, for that supplemental insurance? What do you say to those people? I, I say that if you're going to engage in ride share and gig work, you need to protect yourself because the more time you spend on the road, even if it's an additional 10 hours a week, the more likely you are to be involved in an accident. And when push comes to shove and you find yourself with medical bills, lost wages, 
unable to keep a roof over your head, you want to be able to tap into insurance that's going to cover you. And you don't want to find yourself realizing that you didn't take the steps that you need to, to put yourself in the best position to keep that roof over your head, to maintain your livelihood and to get yourself back on the road again. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, for a few minutes, let's talk a little bit about, because we do also have an audience that are delivery drivers, right? Now, I think they're completely screwed. <laughs> I don't think they have any coverage whatsoever. Am I right or wrong about this? So Uber does provide coverage for its, its drivers. It's, it's at a lesser rate sometimes or lesser coverage than it provides to the Uber rideshare drivers, but there is coverage there. Okay. Um, start looking at some of the other companies. It's really shoddy. And we've seen state by state, it vary quite a bit. In some situations, there's zero coverage. And in some states, they do, the, the states require minimum policies. So as, you know, by and large, I think you're right that the delivery workers are worse off, but it depends on their state, uh, just how bad. Yeah, we're talking about DoorDash and all the other gig companies, right? And uh, I have read quite a bit of their policies in a couple of different states. It's shocking, the difference in coverage. And sometimes there's absolutely no coverage because... There was in the news, there was this lady who was doing part-time DoorDash and she trashed her car, ended up with a $25,000 bill and then she's not covered. She figured, oh, I thought DoorDash was going to cover me. Uh, no, nobody's going to cover you. But So what would you suggest to our audience now and later? Um, what First of all, if they don't have supplemental rideshare insurance, they should go shop for it and definitely get one, right? That's one? Absolutely. That's the number one thing. I, I always tell people there's two things. Buy a dash cam and buy the right insurance. Those are the two baseline items to running this business. Yep, and um, the second thing that um, I think is quite necessary is uh, Uber obviously doesn't make this easy, okay? Because I had a great conversation yesterday with a group of drivers online actually, and they asked me this question and I told them what it is, but then I went and checked in my app. It's not, in my, it's not even in, in my app. I have to go to the Uber website and fish this around. This is like a very important thing. I mean, the full-time driver is driving five, 6,000 miles a month. It's not a matter of, you know, if, it's a matter of when you're going to get an offender bender, your fault or not. They don't make this available. How should they, I mean, should this be like law that, that these people need to tell you when you're signing on? Like, you're a new driver, right? Yeah, you just want a happy-go-lucky. You just uploaded your insurance documents, your driver's license, your registration, went through your background check, you're on the road, right? But you have no clue. Should the legislators like make this um, actually a law saying that Uber has to declare or clarify exactly where this coverage is and what you're covered for? Yeah, I, I don't even think we should stop there. I think there should be some mandatory, mandatory coursework that everyone who wants to drive for Uber and Lyft should have to go through. And I'm not trying to make this a tedious process for the driver. I know time is, but these things are so complicated and they're so buried on Uber's website and they're not explained in any sort of, you know, regular terms that even if Uber were to say, oh, hey, by the way, you've only got X amount of UM, UIM coverage, people who don't deal with that every day aren't really. So I want to see coursework videos that that really explain the risks of the work that explain the coverages that are available for each driver in every state and then offer resources for drivers who want more. You know, there's a, when you talk about the legislature, what I want to see is higher minimums of what's required for Uber and Lyft to provide. I, mm -hmm. I don't want 
any scenario where a driver gets in a fender bender, can't afford to fix his or her car, and then finds themselves homeless because they can't pay the bills. I don't yeah. want there to be a scenario where a driver gets injured on the job, has a $5,000 ER bill, and is paying that bill off for the next five years. Like, yeah. that shouldn't happen, and that's where the legislature comes in. I think it's yeah. on the companies to educate, and that should be something that they pride themselves in to make sure that they've got an educated working class who, who understands what they're getting themselves into. Yeah. And the other thing is that may have actually help with a lot of markets, because I know from my market, markets are extremely oversaturated. There's eight Ubers and eight Lyfts idling at every corner, right, of LA. And, and so when I look at that, I mean, if as Uber, you know, instead of onboarding all you can, as fast as you can, if you told some of these part-timers, like a three hour a week driving soccer mom, and they have a house, Maybe they will not onboard and drive Uber because the risks are immense, right? If you get in a fender bender. So I think that may help in that subject as well. So we have like a few more minutes. There was a question that I wanted to put up. Can you put that up, uh, Chris? Yeah. So if we're registered as an LLC with the platforms, would that shield us in the case of any personal liability? Sergio, is, is this an option to register an entity instead of an individual? So I, I need to first state that this question is just a, it's a tad outside my area. It's more okay. and uh, business. Entity. I can tell you that a lot of drivers do take the step of forming an LLC. And the purpose of an LLC is to shield from personal liability. In this scenario, I think what would likely be the question to ask is where does the insurance who follow, where does the insurance follow? Does it follow you as a person or you as an LLC? Because you, these are all insurance claims. More often than not, lawyers like myself are looking for insurance policies as opposed to, hey, you know, driver Joe, we're going to take your house. We want to see where's the coverage, who's it registered to, where's that claim going to be filed, what's the lawsuit going to be seeking, and hopefully there's a higher level of insurance that Uber and Lyft are providing uh, above the driver's personal um, insurance policy that we can then go tap into as well. Okay, uh, another question. What does Uber's optional insurance cover? I opted at three cents per mile. I think that is for disability, but maybe Brian knows about that. Yeah, that's a great question. And I actually just uh, dealt with that before I signed on. So okay. as this you know, two or three cent policy that you can tap into. It is money well spent. Um, it doesn't really make any, you know, significant difference in your take home pay. And it provides coverage for you in the event of an injury on the job. And it's not just car accidents. I've been working with people who have uh, slips and falls as they've been delivering food or yep. helping. I, I had a client who was helping an elderly woman get out of the car uh, they both happened to fall because they lost their balance. He hurt his shoulder. That provided coverage, paid for medical bills, paid for lost income. It is, you know, it's not perfect insurance, but it's the closest thing to workers' compensation that's available in the rideshare and gig world. And I highly recommend it. Okay. Um, so, um, you know, oh, there's another one. Uh, here's my question for him. If I have my own, this question is coming up every single day because, Brian, now my cap is at 30. I'm actually, I'm actually thinking of getting my own 
uh, commercial insurance and collect all that booking fee that Uber is charging the passenger because literally all they're doing is they're passing the buck on anyway. It's not like, you know, I've heard nothing but, you know, I deal with these companies all the time. And I heard nothing but complaining. Oh, boo-hoo-hoo, our rates are going up, those damn PI lawyers, ambulance chances. I'm like, bro, it's your business. How about my insurance, Uber? My insurance just went up 35%. Should I send you a letter tomorrow saying, boo-hoo-hoo, my insurance went up, pay me some more? That's not going to work. Anyway, here's my question. If I have my own commercial auto insurance policy, shouldn't Uber and Lyft, both giving me back what they charge the rider for commercial insurance. Very valid question, and I think they should. Yeah, you know, I, I think that that goes, again, to the flawed business model. So if a driver can show that they have adequate insurance, there's no reason that we should be double dipping. You know, that, yep. that pay once for insurance as long as it's, quote unquote, adequate. Most drivers who, who come to this business take out non-commercial, much smaller policies and we do want Uber to be providing coverage for if that driver injures someone else or, you know, if that driver gets injured at the fault of someone else, we, we want to see much higher thresholds of insurance. So if like the, the individual who asked the question, if you can submit a document that um, it, Uber has a way of verifying is current and is going to stay current that provides the same level of insurance, then, you know, sure, why not? I don't, I don't think no. they should charging you twice but i think they'll make more money i mean if you're a full-time driver and you're doing 150 trips a week right and uber minimums now i know from california is three dollars minimum i think it's 30 cap now on the, on the upside even if i average like five bucks commercial insurance per trip right and by the way i'm digging deep on this brian because i think uber is buying insurance bulk and selling it to the drivers i honestly do i think i there is not a chance that uber at its size right I mean, we did like a back of the envelope calculation. Uber is doing 10 billion trips a year on the minimum, even if this was three bucks, which is in Cal in LA or California is three bucks on the minimum for commercial insurance per trip, right? $30 billion they're collecting in premiums. I mean, are you guys telling me that they're paying the insurance companies $30 billion in premiums? It's billion would that be? That, that seems expensive. <laughs> but... seems, oh, yeah, for a company that buys in bulk, right? How do you opt into this occupational hazard insurance? I think it's in your app automatically. You just go, um, uh, say, optional insurance and accept, and then they start deducting it from each trip. That's my um, So Okay, few, few minutes. I know you got to go, but give our audience some really great advice. I mean, you're always great when you come on. You're full of information. I They can reach you, by the way. If any of you need his services, he, he knows, okay, if you're going to hire a lawyer, first of all, and you get in a fender bender or crash, your fault not. Obviously, we recommend dash cams. That makes his life a lot easier. But um, he the, the, in the show notes, all his links are there. If you need to get in touch with Brian, feel free to do so. But I always send him my headaches anyway. So, uh, But don't send him. Don't, don't just send him questions to ask. Send them to me, Sergio, at the rideshareguy.com. I'll forward it to him. Um, so give us some advice, Brian. What are we supposed to do? We're doing rideshare. We're making less and less money. You know, Uber is crying on one corner saying, boo, our insurance rates are going up. And that's all. I'm like, uh, okay. And what should we do? What are, we, are we supposed to quit doing rideshare? What, what are we doing? No, you, you continue to do rideshare. But what I think a lot of people struggle with is how to take back what's their own. So when we talk about accidents and injuries in the rideshare world, Many drivers are scared to make their own claims. They're afraid that, you know, they get injured on the job. 
they make a claim to Uber, they're going to get deactivated. That's it's just not how it works. There is insurance that protects you if you get injured while you're working. My firm helps you collect that money to pay for the medical bills, to pay for your to cover your lost wages, to cover your pain and suffering. You, you can't be afraid to take what is owed to you. And that's what we help drivers do. We help collect the portion of the pie that's theirs, that they're entitled to. We're not going out. We're not trying to you know, take something from Uber that drivers are not entitled to, that they didn't pay for in their $30 per trip. You know, you're paying for insurance coverage and we're helping you collect it. So if something happens, if you find yourself injured, give us a call and let us fight for you to collect what's yours. Okay, well, well said. I mean, I can spend another two hours with you, obviously, but you have other work to do. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. We'll periodically do these, obviously. Um, it's an important subject. It really is, because at this point, I feel like I'm completely getting screwed. I mean, if, I, if, if I'm being, you know, from my fares, you know, for, on my receipt, I see a $30 for an hour and a half trip. That's 40 miles. That's like, what, 80, 90 cents a mile? Is that the best Uber can do with, with all their, you know, buying power? And and I'm like, passenger is paying. I'm getting, you know, the double dipping going on. I'm not making any money. The fares are down anyway. So to me, it's like, and with the 2,500 deductible, I feel like I'm completely getting bamboozled here. So I don't know. But uh, I appreciate it. I got one more question. Last question. Sorry. You're supposed to have a license to sell insurance. Does Uber have a license? To, <laughs> we can talk about that. I'll answer that question. That's not Brian's area. Uber is actually, Brian, if you, I listened to the last conference call, their CFO said their risk assessment teams are looking into going more in-house coverage. So they can collect that 30 and put it in their pocket if nothing happens in that, as opposed to some paying some a third party a premium. And that could be another profit center probably for them, but that's not your area. So thank you, man. Thank you for coming on. Um, always, always great information. Uh, I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate the invite and, and the uh, platform here. So if anybody has any questions, please do not hesitate to visit us at LegalRideShare.com. Yeah, please do. And Brian is excellent in getting back. I mean, I will email him something, a case. He'll be like two minutes later. I'm like, what is this? What is happening here? So he's very good at what he does. And he knows how to deal with the rideshare companies, more importantly. So thank you, Brian. Much appreciated. Thanks so much, guys. All right. Thanks, Brian. Have a good one. All right. So yes, again, if you're looking for any um, help, make sure you take the number that is in the description, put it in your phone. And in the event that something happens, uh, use that phone number. And again, go back to our previous video where it's going to give you the steps to break down uh, what you should do in the event of an accident. Uh, so then that way it's going to give you the best chances when it comes to any type of claims or anything like that. Um, so those are a couple of things there. And then, uh, Sergio, I don't know if you wanted to answer that one thing there. Which one? The uh, one with the, uh, what Mr. Gambit asked? Oh, no. uh, uh, I read an article where... Not that one. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. Um, Was that Mr. Gambit? Yeah. Um, okay. Um, Mr. Gambit, send me that question. Sergio at the .com. Uh, I know the answer to that. I'll answer it. Um, but no, I mean, I, I think... When I saw that 30, Chris, almost 30, $29.53, it blew my head off because it's in California, number it's in LA. And and unequivocally, every single conversation, you know who you are, you know I'm talking to you now. You said all of that, this is your quote, all of that is commercial insurance, Sergio. All of it. $29.53 of it. 
which with a cap of 20, I'm expecting, by the way, an adjustment on my app any day now, saying, oh, rates have gone up. Now we have a cap of 30. Mm-hmm. It was 10 six months ago. Then it went to 20, and it got stuck at 20 on half-hour trips, and now it's at 30. I mean, look, what's happening here? The rider is getting screwed. First of all, the rider is paying for it, okay? Uber is not paying for any of that, Okay, Fares are going up. Driver, you know, service fee is going down because that's up there. And and I've asked him this a million times until I'm blue in the face, Chris. I said, how much of the booking fees in there? Because every time I book as a passenger, a trip, booking fee, dynamic booking fee shows up on my bill, right? Mm-hmm. If that's exactly the commercial insurance and you're passing it on, right? It can't be that high with a $2,500 deductible plus they increased the age limit to 25. I mean, where yeah. are you guys buying insurance from, Uber? I'm not sure. Uncle Bob's the shop or some shit. It's outrageous. 30 bucks for a trip? 30 yeah, per trip? I'm like, come on, bro. I'm not it, buying it. Some, something doesn't add up. It's it's Uber's fuzzy math happening again. Uh, Merlin when it, uh, asked if uh, Brian helps work in any state. Yes, he does. Um, he works, and if he isn't able to be in that, he knows somebody who's in that state so he can refer you to them. Um, so, yes, basically, you put down his number, and if you're in an area that he does not work, he will get you in touch with somebody who does work that area. So um, that's, like I said, step one when it comes to preparing in the event that you may have an accident. Okay, that's cheap, David. Okay, seriously, if you do 150 trips a week, if you're a full-time driver, 6000 for commercial insurance. I don't know what the particulars are, obviously, deductible or whatever not. That's cheap, actually. Uh, you will end up making at least a grand to 1500 more if you pr- if providing, okay, providing Uber passes you on all that booking fee that they're charging the consumers saying that, oh, this is all commercial insurance. Well, you have your own, okay? They're going to charge you a booking fee, right? And they're going to just pass that on to you because I'm told all the booking fees, commercial insurance, you know who you are. So if not, then we're going to figure out that they were putting the booking fee inside that commercial insurance line item. See, there's like a little cash 22 there now. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to crack that code, bro. Come on. 30 bucks for a goddamn trip of 43 miles. What's going on here? What's happening? You know, it's like, yeah, it's insane. I mean, I, I don't know how it should be 80 cents a mile think about it like, and then the next you, one you know is another many, 70 cents a mile you, i mean do you know how do you know, know how many i mean a truck driver they're they have huge hauls that they're hauling all of the time i could only imagine what the commercial insurance is on them but i bet yeah it's cheaper than if you added up these types of rates from uber yeah i know i don't know what's going on i mean this is horrible you know they go keeps blaming people like brian you know they go oh they're ambulance chasers they're suing us. I'm like, yeah, maybe you know what, Uber? Maybe you shouldn't put everybody and their uncle on your uh, on your uh, platform to drive and oversaturate the market because those knuckleheads, the newbies, they are definitely going to get in a crash faster than a veteran anyway. You know what I'm saying? Think about mm-hmm. it, Uber. I mean, come on now. You know, it's business and is then, business. Maybe you shouldn't oversaturate the marketplace like that. But but the the problem is they're like, oh, how can we? how can we deal with these rising insurance costs and still have as many drivers on the platform? So everybody's with picked up within five minutes. Well, that's what they're doing. They're just offsetting the costs yeah. and giving it to the passenger. The passenger's getting pissed off at this point. Pretty yeah. soon they're, they're going to just be like, okay, well, it's, it's not worth it for me to take this particular ride. And 
you know, you're going to have ridership oh. start going, going down, which is, you know, that screenshot I sent you, right? Uh, I sent you, I think another one, or my thing is this, uh, on that trip, Chris, it was a good trip for the driver. Don't get me wrong. I think he made like 75, including the tip. Do you have that back there? Uh, look what uh, they charge yeah, a passenger. No, he, he made 87 for the trip. Okay, look what so they charge a passenger. It was, was 69.19 for the fare and then 18.24 for a tip for an hour, 48 minutes, 43 miles. And Do you uh, see the what the passenger paid? paid? Yeah, the customer paid 131.65 plus the tip. For a 45-mile trip. So that's three paid... bucks. That's, that's cab rate. Actually, that's over cab rate. Mm-hmm. You know, and then and yeah. then they go, yeah. But I mean, look, I honestly, you know, think there is a huge problem here. Obviously, it's cost of their doing business, like Brian said. And um, stop bitching and moaning over there, bro. You're not even paying for it. You're just passing it off. What's mm-hmm. the problem? I'm not. I don't get it. So anyway. Um. So yeah. I'm. Uh, yeah. Questions, Sergio at the rideshareguy.com, as usual, about this or about anything else. Because a lot of drivers are asking me, you know, Sergio, why don't I just go get my own commercial insurance? I go, go get it. But then they go, is Uber going to not charge anymore? Or are they going to double dip? I go, I don't know. I really don't know. So if that's the question, don't send it to me. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, I have to find that out. It may be really beneficial to a full-time driver to go get their own company. Even with a Prius, bro. Maybe just (laughs) beneficial. Well, because if you're 150 what, trips times five, 750 a week, you're paying to Uber for commercial insurance with that $2,500 deductible, which doesn't much cover anyway, like Brian said. Okay. At least on a full commercial insurance that you're going to buy, you're going to get a lot better coverage to start with. Yeah. And, and, and you're then, covered the entire time. So it doesn't matter if it's yeah, P1 exactly. or P3 or anything. It's going to be a exactly. lot different. And, and even if you're doing on averaging, let's say, Chris, five bucks, six bucks. A trip because at 30, I'm not going to 30. Not everything is going to be 30, but there's a minimum of three. Let's say you're doing short to medium trips, five, six bucks a pop, right? And you're doing 150 trips. That's 900 800 dollars a week right there. Times four is like 30 3200 dollars at 800 yep. You know what I mean? And if your mm-hmm. insurance is going to only going to cost you with full coverage for P123, 1200 ish which is what it is in California at the moment, you're going to make another couple thousand dollars doing the same shit as opposed to going to Uber. It's coming to you. So it's yeah. a valid question, Uber. I think we need to work on that. I, I think you need to allow drivers who want to do it, full-timers especially, go get their own coverage because you guys, you're ripping them off. You're ripping both yes. sides off. Anyway, and then and then on top of that, if you're able to provide your own insurance as a driver, you know that would take the liability off because instead of saying, oh, we're doing, you know, 1.2 billion trips per hour, or I mean, per yeah. day or whatever it's at, um, you know, in that time frame, we we take off maybe ten percent of those trips because those are the people who have private insurance that are doing it. So mm-hmm. you maybe even have a smaller pool in the amount of the rides that you have to provide as well when it comes to to that. And then on top of it, what it what is it like eighty? It, it, I think it's the eighty twenty breakdown pretty much. So eighty percent yeah. of full time drivers are only twenty percent of drivers, and they're working and taking eighty percent of the trips. Well, the rest is not. So, you know, if you have that type of breakdown, you could save a substantial amount by offloading the ability to have a driver provide their own commercial insurance. And then that way, you don't even have to worry about this crap anymore. And on upper platforms, by the way, you have to have, like in in California, you have to have TCP license and LLC. 
and your commercial insurance. And guess what? When I get receipts for those trips, Chris, there is no marketplace fee. There is no commercial insurance because the driver has to provide their own commercial insurance to do Uber Black, right? So, or Lyft Black. And I'm going like, yeah, it should be like, like that for UberX as well. If you get your own commercial insurance, that's the biggest financial obstacle to transitioning to private driver. Do it. Uber, Lyft, take rate on private. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you, mean, you, you know, you want to be a true independent contractor? That's what you're doing. Now you're creating, you got that pr private client who calls you up and says, hey, I need a ride from here to here or from this time to this time. And we're going, you know, X, Y, Z. Uh, how much are you going to charge for that? And then that way, you're the one who's in control where you can say, hey, this is what I would be charging. Um, and, you know, you have your rates and you could you could put it in a spreadsheet very easily to find out exactly what you yeah, should be charging. Whatever you want. The ride. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, the worst that the they're going to say is sorry, but no, but. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're picking them up in a Cadillac or not. Look, you're going to price yourself accordingly, but you will make more money in transitioning to private trips legally. And not the friends and family bullshit. But um, what I'm saying is that as a, okay, as I am Uber's customer, according to the TOS, and the passenger is my customer, right? Uh, I am not happy with my agent. Yes, they are aggregating trips to me. Yes, they are doing the marketing and finding customers for me, right? But the cost of that business has gone so high now. And with the garbage support that I receive, with the quality of the pricing of those trips with the upfront fares, I'm not a happy customer. I mean, you know, I'm going like, screw this. If there was another alternative, I, I probably will do it. But unfortunately, they're a duopoly. I have no other alternative, but they're treating me like dirt. They go like, oh yeah, my costs are going up. I'm just going to pass it on to you. I'm like, that's not business, bro. You know, my costs are going up every day. I'm telling you, Chris, I just got my insurance mm -hmm. bill. Me, my daughter, and my wife. My son doesn't even drive yet. Think about that when that comes around. You went up 35%. Wow. I'm like, what the <laughs> shit? Right? So I'm going like, yeah, I, I think we need to really look into this and then figure this thing out. Um, I, I'm not now, happy the way Uber is now, I, I, I really know the answer to this, but I'm, I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, okay. Wouldn't you consider that some sort of antitrust because there's no competition in the marketplace for the driver to be able to get their own commercial insurance? They're the one-sided option that there are the ones that say it's our way or the highway yeah probably is but then because there is lyft if lyft wasn't there that definitely would be antitrust but well i'm, I'm talking just, about personal i'm talking i'm talking about the insurance that they're oh, the insurance, oh, oh, the insurance companies are so powerful bro they're more powerful than uber i mean they were actually asking for like a 60 percent increase but they got sued and they were happy with 35 percent increase i'm like I don't know. California is a mess as it is. You know, I'm stuck here. Well, that, that's, you know. that's that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. You think 35. They they probably wanted 25, to be honest. Yeah. But they're like, oh, you know what? Let's let's give uh, let's give a 60 percent and see how people re react to that. Because here's the thing. I mean, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. So let's ask let them freak out. And then we'll come with a counter offer that sounds a little bit better. So they're saying 60 percent. Then they bring it down to 35 percent. Uh, but in reality, they're probably like at their meetings, like we need to hit 25% and anything above that's just gravy. Yeah. 35% is a lot, Chris. I'm telling you, my bill was oh, already God, yeah. like, three grand for a year. Now it's four grand a year. I mean, I, without doing anything on my own. I mean, I haven't gotten a crash. I haven't gotten a ticket. I'm like, neither my wife or my daughter, but just because she's on the policy, right? Because she's young, new driver with a new car up my, you know what? I'm like, bro, come on, man. 
you know the conspiracy side of me is saying everybody they want everybody in a 15 minute city probably so but anyway so let's move on um all right let's uh let's talk about valentine's day uh just this past week uh hopefully had a great day um whether you turn your apps on and let the uh ride just go through and hopefully a lot of people did that where it was pissing off some passengers or not um or you kept the app off up to you guys what you wanted to do um there were several protests all around the country uh, unfortunately i know in buffalo i didn't see any place that was actually like congregating um you know i looked at a couple of places i didn't see anything on their facebook groups either our local ones um so unfortunately uh, that is what it is. But, uh, you know, there were a lot of people that were out and not. But, uh, um, Sergio, how how were you enjoying and seeing was, the... Uh, it, was, it was good. I was at the Uber Hub, um, you know, from 12 to 2 with RDU, Rideshare Drivers United. We did a live stream of about an hour. Like 15,000 people watched that thing, bro. And uh, all I can say is this. You know, for all the naysayers who go, ah, the strike didn't work. First of all, it's not a strike. It's a protest. It was a... It was a peaceful protests of 100 some drivers in front of the uber building you know wearing their green shirts and this is not about you know putting a kink in the armor of uber okay i personally i said that in the business insider quote i had on monday of the of the uh, protest i said look it's not going to create a liquidity crisis for uber meaning it's not going to create shortage of supply okay because our reach is not big enough but what it did chris is that once that Business Insider article hit Monday morning, and Jacob, thank you. Thank you for being my voice. Um, bro, Reuters picked up the exact same article. CNBC, NBC, ABC, local mm-hmm. stations. But I'm telling you, if you Googled Uber, just Uber, no news, just Uber, every item of news was protest, strike, strike protest, yep. strike, protest, strike. So what does it yep. do? It keeps the shit in front, right? That's what we got to do. One thing Uber hates the most, is bad PR, period. I'm, I'm telling you this. I know this. So they got bombarded with this stuff for two, three days, 72 hours. Started on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all the way through. And even now they're running articles. Some newspapers are running articles, right? Mm-hmm. So in that sense, it was a massive success. It was 25 cities, Canada. Um, look, all we want to do is we want to put that in front, always up front. Because if a legislator sees that, in a city council and is friendly to the cause of the driver. That's how it goes because they don't know. We need to keep this going. We have momentum. We need to keep pushing. We need to keep it going. Did it create surge? I really don't give a rat's ass if it created surge or not because Uber can manually fucking bullshit the surge anyway. What difference does it make? Did some people turn the apps off? They did. Did some leave it on and not accept chips? They did. I had so many emails. Oh, surge, I'm leaving the app on and letting it run. I'm like, great. So in that sense, as far as keeping it in the news, keeping it in the media, keeping it in front of eyeballs, millions of eyeballs. Because what's happening, Chris, is like everybody's news feed was flooded. And that included millions of passengers. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Because there's only three, four million drivers in the U.S. between Uber and Lyft, but there's 150 million passengers. They all read that day after day after day after day. So that's how we're going to play this game. I mean, they can play the game. They can play the PR game. We can play the PR game. I'm all right with it. And I thought in that sense, it was a great success. I think getting the word out there was very successful. I think, you know, the um, the next step 
is where it's lacking right now. And that yep. is everybody was pushing for Valentine's Day, but nobody was thinking ahead. You have to continually think ahead from building one event to the next and you got to continually do it. So it can't just be, oh, Valentine's Day. And now what? Is it St. Patrick's Day next? Is it going to be in June? I mean, is it going to be the solar eclipse? Is it, I mean, what's the next no, one? There, you there have, has to be, yeah. Build from event I, to event. If you don't build event that. to event, you know, it, it, it's just going to fall flat, flat on its face because, you know, you, you said the 72 hours that you saw from Monday through Wednesday and then even some follow-ups and stuff that are going on currently, you know, that's going in people's faces. But if it yep. just goes away, it just goes away. So now is the time where it's got to, all right, what's the next one? Where's the next one going to be? Is it going to be St. Patty's Day? Because that's the next big holiday that's coming up. Um, is it going to be, you know, that Saturday? And I don't even know what St. Patty's Day is, actually. Yeah, um, but well, is it going to be that Saturday whenever all the events are going on? I mean, w what's the next one? And then again, going and building from there. Um, like I say, if you're going to the airport, great. But next time, go to a busy intersection and, and you know, hold your signs out front when it comes to those busy times and things like that. So people are seeing it as well. And, you know, they see it on the news, but then they see it actually happening in front of them on their streets. You know, that's going to be a huge thing too. So it's, it's, that's the next thing. Instead of just worrying about, you know, getting the, the play in the news, I think that's good. You know, it can be repeated. Absolutely. But I think the next thing that people should focus on next event and then going gearing up for, for after that. So there, there should be at least always three events or so in the pipeline Oh, there's one happening St. Patrick's Day. Oh, there's one happening on uh, this, this yeah. uh, the the solar eclipse. I, I mean, like whatever it might be, that's April eighth because it's coming yeah. through Buffalo. No, I so think that's, you, know, you know what? Like, I all think, these I things think... need to be done in order to be able to continually push it, where it's going to grow bigger, and you're getting that snowball yeah. that's just going to grow and grow and grow. Well, we've I've been part of these few times uh, with RDU specifically, and um, this one uh unequivocally got more play than any other time because social media helped twitter all these you know a lot of drivers were participating in 20 25 different cities and all it takes is like just light the fire right so we have lit the fire now we got to grow the fire and i agree with you um you know it may not hurt uber and lyft financially although uh i'm told <laughs> There were 20% more drivers this Valentine's Day on the platform than there were last year. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. If there were only 20% more drivers this Valentine's Day than year over year last year, but Uber has 30% more drivers oh. than last year. Mm -hmm. oh. Ah, so what happened to that 10%? Mm. Anyway, um, uh, you know you are again. So... So my yep. thing is, I think it was a success as far as news coverage, as far as media coverage. I think it was a great success. And uh, we got to keep it going. And that's how we're going to get into, you know, if we're going to bring these people to the table, that's how we're going to do it. You know, they're just going to pressure, 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 pressure. And, you know, they're not going to voluntarily go, oh, yeah, I'm just going to pay you more. Although, Chris, I sent you the screenshots. We're going to show it. This proves people that uber can turn the faucet on or off first of all this was right above my house i tweeted this a lot of glass half empty people said oh it looks like mickey mouse this is right that goes next to my house right i thought 
It was ironic that the surge was in the shape of a heart on Valentine's Day. Now, if it was any other day, I probably would have said Mickey Mouse myself. Okay. But I see a mouse because, I mean, it, there's like three little dots where it looks like two eyes and a nose. And then there's like this yeah. little tail that's off to the side. So that it, yeah. it looks more like a, a Mickey Mouse than it does. Uh, but I mean, okay. you, you could see a heart too. Okay. I, I Because it was Valentine's Day, I didn't say it. I go, oh, look, Uber is, you know, putting a you know, heart on around my house. I'm like, like, it was a joke, people. And then people go, oh, no, it looks like Mickey Mouse. I'm like, Jesus Christ. I have a sense of humor. And... Uh, but this wasn't the idea. The, the thing was, uh, while I was at the protest, you know, um, this is the protest right there uh, in front of the Uber hub. You all should know if you're in L.A. on Wilshire. Um, I mean, sorry, on Beverly. Um, they had some security. They had the entrance of the building closed, news cameras, you know, all kinds of stuff. And it was civil. It was loud. There was a lot of support, which was good. And then uh, the next screenshot um is um uh there was one gentleman protesting the protesters chris <laughs> right there uh, you gotta complain about something right <laughs> no he was protesting the protest and <laughs> he's lucky okay i know who this guy is okay he's not here because i don't think he enjoys my company anymore he did okay we did a behind the wheel story with this guy todd he's from oceanside california he drove all the way up to protest the protesters with his own signs. He was just by himself. At some point, he was surrounded by like 10 to 15 green shirts. And I'm going like, Todd, you're lucky you're not in the Middle East because they would have chopped your head off right then and there. That's why I tweeted, this is the greatest country on the planet. Everybody has a voice. Everybody has an opinion. He came without harm to his being, you know, protested the protesters because he has named his uh, minivan Dara, nicknamed the minivan Dara. He's a huge believer in Uber and Lyft. And look, his op opinion is valid as anything else, although he was by himself. And there was some yelling matches, but then when everybody lost interest in him, you know, there was this guy kind of, you know, so, talking to let him me get about this it. Even though he was protesting the protest, he still participated in the protest because he wasn't in his car driving. He was at the protest protesting. Awesome. <laughs> so he's on, he's on the driver's side Whoa. no matter what. He just might be like, you know, I'm drinking the Uber Kool-Aid, but. Uh... <laughs> hey, look, you know what? He's a smart guy. He's a successful driver. You know, he's his home, uh, turns his app on, uh, works 25 hours a week, makes his 1500 with Excel trips and mostly reserve trips. But he doesn't understand the pain that the rest of the country is going through. So, yep. you know, he was there and look. Everybody had a voice. And then what I discovered, Chris, is that a lot of drivers were sending me screenshots of chips. All right. Now, you know, if we put any of these up in cash or trash, all of these are cash. Because, Chris, without surge, the day of Valentine's Day, the day of the protest, look at some of the pricing on these trips, Chris. Okay? Ooh, let's take a look at the middle one. Okay? It's an Uber X trip. 8.9 miles, one mile, 1.1 mile pickup, 36 minutes, and six is 42 minutes for 30 bucks. That trip, Chris, today was priced at 18. So mm. without surge, Uber turned the spigots up, saying that in case there is a shortage of drivers, let's pay the drivers well today. So this is what the upfront algo can do as well. 
this is what the upfront algo can do. They can they can bump the prices up to levels that it should be exactly what normal times, right? Look at even the trip radar trips, Chris. Look at those two trip radar trips. And I would click on that thing as fast as I can. You know what I'm saying? Look yeah, at the bottom one. At all. Are you crazy? Is that, that would okay? All these would be half today. All right, literally half price. The the trip radar trip on the left, the bottom one, one hour and two minutes. 19.4 miles, 50 bucks, no surge. In what world are price, LA prices are like this? Not a goddamn chance. The one on the right, uh, Uber Comfort Trip, an hour and 21 minutes, 32 miles, 60 bucks, Chris. I'm like, mm -hmm. in what world? Oof. No way. It, it, that, so cash, Uber was like, cash, cash, cash. <laughs> all cash, cash, ding. And look at this one. Look at the one on the right. Again, one hour trip. Um, 18 miles, 40, 47 bucks, Uber X. Not a goddamn chance on the planet. None that these would be priced like that. So Uber was like, okay, in case we have a shortage, let's pay these drivers well today so we don't have the shortage. I'm like, these, if Uber, if you price trips like this, I will you accept every single one, every single one. Yeah, and you wouldn't have these problems. I mean, you, you nope. cut down 95% of your problems, to be honest. You'd still have the 5% the of complainers that are going to complain. Oh, but yeah, no, those, those literally, all of them are cash in my book. I'm looking at them all cash. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> you can't complain at those. Those are all well over the 30, 32 active hour, too. 50 bucks, $50 an hour, bro. All 50 bucks an yeah, hour. And not just that. My thing is like, it proves that Algo can pay if Algo wants to mm. pay and obviously they go like i'm telling you all these chips are half price in la no joke right and the so, 40 50 60 percent higher that means it's doable uber i mean yeah. obviously i mean you know i have make so many of those. i was like did you accept it, it? i go yeah, yeah of course i accept it <laughs> look make it every day you don't need to charge the, the the surge pricing if surge pricing comes in hey then that's the bonus again so that would be a lot better running a 2x surge and we just didn't see it which is probably no, what was going on there were just base oh. trips Chris. base trips two dollars a mile base trips 50 bucks an hour all of them i'm like yep take it take it take it you know so yeah, it okay here you go over. so ricky leaf uh i would change four one to four eight because that's the summer uh, that's the eclipse um so if it, it, i i like that idea though right here we got uh um Protest 316 or 317 um, because it's, I just looked, 317 is March uh, is Sunday. Then go 48 because that's this, the uh, eclipse and that is going to draw a ton of people throughout a lot of the Midwest and Eastern seaboard because uh, it's going over through many, many cities, um, including Buffalo. We're in the heart of it. Uh, so, yes, I would say that. Uh, you could do Mother's Day, 614, I'm assuming, is Father's Day and july 4th um you know th there you go you got five events lined up and those are the days that you should be looking at and then you know as as one ends you bring another one on so again you go from event to event and then you say hey we're doing another strike so when the news picks it up next time on on uh saint patty's day oh yes there's also one on the there's also a strike coming on the during the solar eclipse on 4-8 so those that's again where you're building event to event and you're building that snowball that's just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Exactly. Exactly right there. Looks like Uber gave the drivers the full fare. Yes, they did. That means Dara 
it is possible under upfront fares to pay us well. Okay, there you go. Yep. Um, the other thing is, you know, the first time, actually, I, I talked to Jacob at Business Insider for a week. I was like, Jacob, there is a strike. There's a protest. Are you going to cover? He goes, no, nah, let me talk to my editor. Ah, let me talk. I go, buddy, <laughs> I sent him screenshots every day. Keep working, keep working. He goes, okay, I talked to my editor. We're going to cover it. I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> Fine, thank God. And the professor was in the article. Uh, I sent the professor's contact to Jacob, to Business Insider. I go, I don't care if I'm in it or not, as long as the protest gets some play. Um, RDU, Nicole Moore was in the article. I'm like, and then once goes what? You know, all this media, they go, oh, something must be going on. We have to pick it up now, right? All it takes is yep. one. You open you open that door and boom, everybody's right behind it. So anyway, yep. so uh, yeah, those, those fares were juicy, bro. I would take every one of those. Not now, a, not even a thought. Driver, uh, now, who who drove and how much did you make on Valentine's yeah, Day? Exactly. Put it in Which there. I want to see. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. You know, a lot of them like, oh, you're scabs. I'm like, look, we can't strike. We're independent contractors. Okay. Yeah. Right. Protest, I mean, you can still have you can still have the voice. And and again, there's there's the protest of doing those things. Um, you know, I I think leaving the apps on uh, is a, a smart decision there. Um, to to let them run through because the more people that are doing that, again, it's going to help clog up the systems a little bit. So even though surge might not be showing up, you know the, the riders aren't still able to get their their rides because it's just going from person to person to person, just pinging back and forth. Um, and then again, if you're going to busy intersections where people are actually seeing it, plus the news, it's just going to reinforce that fact. And then you have to talk to your passengers. So now that nobody is striking, everybody's out working again. You know, you talk to your passengers. Hey, did you see about the strike? Did you did you have any yeah. problems? Talk to them. Yeah. If they're receptive about it, you'll know about that. And you'll be able to have that conversations where you can help educate them exactly what's going on. You can also find out what they're paying because they're going to be pissed off because they're paying more than what they should be paying or what they're yeah. used to paying. So they're going to be angry. They're not making any more money. And so, again, you, you got two people in a car or a couple of people in a car that are just not happy. And you guys can, can connect on that. You have common ground. And, okay, uh, you know, gonna, again, you're I'm going to one bro. event to the next event to the next event, and it's just going to build and build and build. And more people, more reach will happen for, just right. from that. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. And you know what? To me, it's like uh, protest was a success. And you, who's this now? Uh, you're gone. Uh, <laughs> I'm enjoying my power now. Okay, we'll put you in a timeout. If you don't behave, I'm going to send you to YouTube heaven. Um, so, um, yeah, protest was a success as far as I'm concerned. To be repeated, keep the pressure on. We have momentum. Good things are happening. We'll keep you posted on all that, the legislative side especially. And somebody said they did not pay the full fare. You know, you know what? They paid the just fare. That is the price for that trip, okay? That should be the price for that trip on a daily basis on base fares. And they passed it on to the passenger. Who cares? If it's their business, not my business. But I will accept all of those. All right. Well, let's uh, move on. Let's talk about Lyft. Let's talk about support, how crappy it is, and how crappy it might not be very soon. Well, that that remains to be seen. There's good things to come um, from Lyft as far as support is concerned. But I'm told that I can say this. And I'm going to say it, and I was sent this part of a communication. 
This is from Lyft. By the way, did you see we relaunched phone support for all silver and above tier drivers to reach us? On the phone, obviously. It's costly, but the right thing to do. Our first goal is to make it really easy for drivers to reach support, and we're going, we're getting close. Much appreciated. You know who you are. Uh, I, with much love and respect, this is awesome. This is absolutely awesome. They had taken it away and made it only for Elite or Platinum Plus or Platinum, whatever, phone support. Now, you just have to be one of those tiers and you have phone support. I think this is awesome. Good job, mm -hmm. Lyft. There you go. Yeah, and uh, I mean, there's clearly a lot more that needs to happen, but, uh, you know, one you step go. at a time and uh, small victories, we'll say. And uh, hopefully it will be the first of, of several, not just one and done. Um, so we'll be on them just in case. Yes, U.S. call centers, I agree too. Um, Earl, thank you for becoming a or well renewing your membership. Appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, um, dude, financial problems, but only made uh, made about seventy dollars enough for gas for right. the next day. Okay, you got to do what you got to do. No blame on anybody. If you drove, you drove. Okay. Um, if you didn't, okay. If you left your app on and let it run like Chris suggested, great. Hey, you know. Um, all of the fashion, all of the above. <laughs> I think yeah. it was a great success. So there you go. So thanks. All right. Lyft. And we have more yep. to come. You know, you know, we're all have, we have a lot to come, Lyft. <laughs> so, um, okay. The next one is, oh yeah, I see this. Yeah. I, I got so many of these this week and, and bro, uh, straight as and a shooter. Hold on. And, and just before, before you go on, uh, it, what we're talking about now is the complaints that uh, Uber is giving drivers when it comes to cancellations, just so we know, uh, especially for people who are not watching, yeah. um, kind of listening. Um, yes, it's complaints that are coming. Um, so you know the complaints that, that or the, the complaint emails that says, you're canceling too much that you're getting from Lyft if you cancel a few you know, in a row. Uh, it's the, the same Lyft, thing that's happening uh, now on Uber. Yeah, Lyft passive aggressive shit that they send you know, after you cancel, even if you cancel according to the TOS. You know, it was one of our crossfire uh, debate topics on the last one. Next one coming up, hopefully this week or next week, people. I'm going to... Okay, I need all of you to do Harry a favor, okay? On the first crossfire, there were... How many comments were there? Like 600, 700, some ridiculous comment number, I don't know. right? There were three of you, three. <laughs> one, two, three. That supported Harry. So let's do this. Todd, Todd and Todd? Yeah, that Todd one, <laughs> Todd first, the second, and the third. <laughs> and there were three of you that thought Harry won the debate. 697 of you thought I won the debate. I'm like, of course, it's my home turf. But that wasn't the point. On the next one, can we show Harry some love and maybe get him up to 10? <laughs> 10 people who agree <laughs> with him? <laughs> Even if you're faking it, you know, fake it until you make it. Let the guy feel good because he got smashed. <laughs> and anyway, so... You know the, the guy that we talked about a couple of weeks ago? There was a driver in Utah. Guys was stuck in a snowstorm, Chris. He couldn't get to the passenger. He cancels the trip and lifts uh -huh. sends the passive aggressive bullshit. Oh, you're not driving towards your passenger, blah, 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 blah. You're calling your passenger. I'm like, what the F? The guy's canceling under the terms of service, man. You know, like it could be unaccompanied minor, it could be no car seat, it could be too many people, it could be I don't feel safe, all those things, right? Lift sends that passive aggressive shit. That's gonna end. Hopefully, that's gonna end. I know. Hopefully, it will. So now Uber must have seen that 
This is this is the new one now. A lot of people right and left are getting it. Look at these ratings of these drivers. 495, 495, 499, 100% satisfaction. Unusual cancellation activity, deliberately encouraging riders to cancel or accepting trips without the intent or intention to complete them is against our community guidelines. There's your community guidelines. Stop <laughs> accusing people with this passive-aggressive shit. Okay, Uber? I mean, come on, man. Yeah, I mean, you even look Lyft? at it. While look Lyft at... is working to end this, you're starting this. Why? Yeah, well, I mean, even look. Uh, Holly yeah. has a cancellation rate of 4%. Elizabeth has a cancellation rate of 1%. Yeah. I mean, they even have high acceptance rates. 77%, 87%. Yeah. I mean, I mean come on. <laughs> 1% cancellation rate, you send her a passive-aggressive bullshit like this? We're not children, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I get it. If she had like 20% cancellation or something, maybe, you know. But, you know, where is the threshold? Like zero? We have to be zero not to get this garbage? Because you know what this does, right? This doesn't do shit. There's another one. I had so many of these this week. Hey, Serge, look what they're doing. I'm like, yeah, they're following Lyft. While Lyft is working to end the garbage with the passive-aggressive emails, Chris, Uber is starting it now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So why? Why? Just let it be. Look at these drivers. 1% cancellation. What do you want? Zero? <laughs> yeah, they want they want 100% acceptance rate and 0% cancellation rate. Well, I'll well, tell you a simple way me. to do that. Keep the rates that's that you were cool. offering on Valentine's Day that there. we saw, <laughs> that we just went through. Keep those rates. And, you know, the acceptance rate would probably be even higher, maybe 95 to 100% for several people. And the cancellation rate would probably still be around the same because, again, there's many factors that could be a reason why they cancel. Children, too many people, uh, car seats, you know, all of these things, unsafe, crackhead, um, you know, crackhead, many different reasons. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> when I when I do the 100% AR and zero CR, Chris, I only made 2150 per online hour before expense. Mm. Not going to work. <laughs> And this guy hmm. says, Jonah says, my CR is 25. Bullshit, I say to that. You'd be so deactivated, you'd be emailing me by now. 25% <laughs> and you don't get these emails? I, yeah. I, I sure hope you do, because if you don't, there is something really messed up that a 1% CR driver is getting the email and you're not getting it. Did I'm you notice sure why you're canceling those, 25? Did you notice, though, about those particular um, things right here? Those are like right in the app, and you can't like X them out. No, it's like so. It's, it's I don't it's know how you, you know who they sent it to. Let me tell you something, Levi. Who I had a he's the straightest of straight shooters of all the planet in Syracuse, right? He got one of these, Chris. <laughs> the guy does 180 short trips a week. He says, Serge, I didn't even cancel. He got oh, one of these, and he can't get rid of it. He goes, I can't get rid of it now. Thank you, Joseph. He can't get rid of it. He's pissed off. I go like, man, I got your badge of honor, well, I guess. <laughs> you know, here's, here's the real thing. What would that do to somebody's mental health when they have to continually see that over and over and over again? Do you, do you want to piss off your drivers? Do you want them to have a, a poor attitude? Because that's literally what they're doing when you have those types of notifications. Yeah. I mean, what, what good does it do, right? What, I piss you off. And the next passenger, you, that shows up and the next person gets in. What do you think? You're going to give him good service? No. It's in the back of your head. Oh, am I? They're going to deactivate me now. Oh, is this going to happen? Why is, why is all this necessary? And then when we say, you know, employee independent contractor, 
you know, this looks a lot like a goddamn employee treatment to me, Chris. Like, like, up, oh, you cancel. You have one percent cancellation rate, but you you're canceling mm -hmm. too much. <laughs> In what world? Change the algo for that passive aggressive garbage going out over this bullshit. Anyway, so that's <laughs> like. Uh, yeah, that was I'm, the email uh, of the week. I had a lot of those. So, oh, look at Serge. I'm like, what am I supposed I'm to do? I'm listening because I'm driving, but it's canceling on a rider when they don't show count for increased CR rate. Yep, it will. On it Uber, does. on Uber, it does. On Lyft, it doesn't, supposedly, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's not supposed to, but it, sh it does. You know who else did an amazing video on that? Our Joe. Remember? He goes, mm -hmm. I even dug deep in the app and in the website to go exactly what the rules are and shit. Nothing. So, Uber, if you're going to send this, then maybe you should tell them, these are the rules. If you play by these rules, you're not going to get this email. If you don't play by these rules, you're going to get this email. And Yeah, I think, I think that's a good know. idea right there. Like, if, if okay, so for those on YouTube, uh, or maybe not on YouTube, um, if, if you're a creator, that is, if you do something that is against YouTube's terms of service, a lot of the times they will tell you exactly what it is and they will give you the resources so you don't fall into that problem again. Why doesn't Uber or Lyft do something like that? So if they're going to give you an email that says it's against their terms of service and you just leave it at that, why isn't there some resource link that gives you exactly what is in their terms of service or not? Because in that way, you could go back to the, the problem is this is why they do it or don't do it is because you could go right back to them and say, it's right there in the terms of service on the reasons why I canceled and fuck you for giving me that email. <laughs> Did you hear that? That's my partner right there. So, you know, who you are, uh, when I say, you know, who you are, they're all different people, <laughs> but you know, this is bullshit. Okay. We are already dealing with stress with your, Commercial insurance, 2,500 deductible, double dipping, all that good stuff, okay? And my insurance rates went up, Uber. I'm going to say it like six more times today. I was just going to complain constantly. This is a completely unnecessary, okay? this We're all adults. We don't need this passive-aggressive shit. You're going to get punched in the mouth. Don't do it. This is bullshit. Lyft is really going to stop it, and you guys are doing it now? Come on now. Let's move. Let's, let's just right. get rid First of First off, I, I see a couple of people. They're like, oh, I've got 80... 80% CR rate, which is cancellation rate. Uh, why do you accept the ride to begin with? If you're going to take, yeah. uh, if you're going to be like, oh, it's it's too cheap for me. Like, don't well, accept the ride. Don't. I, I don't care what your acceptance rate could be 12%. Who cares? I mean, a lot of yeah. people's actually are and, and under that. But why would you, uh, um, you know, <laughs> I mean. I've had this rule, Chris. Yeah. Once I accept it, I'm doing it. Because I, I pick it only the ones I want to do it. And now, last four months, there is no accidental discharge, people. Yeah, While you're watching YouTube, chat. the screen pops up. Thanks. The screen pops up, and then you accidentally accept. There is no more of that. You have no excuse to to have 25% cancellation rate, Jonah. I think it was Jonah. Uh, and uh, who is this now? What? <laughs> In what world, bro? <laughs> Let's move on. Um, I know, yeah. but, uh, no, he, hold on. Julio had a question. Why is reservation driver stats hidden always? <coughs> there. <coughs> right there. Huh? Uber, <coughs> you going to pay more? No. There you go. Yeah. That's it. All right. I love That's it. Good. All right. Let's, yeah. let's move on. Let's talk about uh, some upfront fare issues. And if the ride goes 
10, 20 minutes over a couple of miles. Hey, the fair is the fair. No big deal. Mm. But if it goes, uh, I don't know, a couple of minutes less, a mile less than what is expected, 25% cut right off the top. Yeah. Right off What's the going top. on here? Uh, let's talk about that. Horseshit is going on here as usual. This honest, okay, this Chris, this is mine in 2024. If I cannot do anything, this is going to change. This, this is, this, this, I, I, by the end of 2024, if this is not changed, I'm, I'm, I'm going to fire myself completely. In fact, hopefully, hopefully I'm saying by the third quarter, if this has not changed. This is a friend, Kyle, you know, Kyle, right? Kyle Weasel, right? Yep. Picks up the, picks up the passenger. Okay. Going to Disneyland. Okay. From LAX. All right. He goes, there is a hotel in Disneyland that it's right before the actual Disneyland entrances parking lot. So you can easily miss it. I exactly know what he's talking about. Right. So he, <laughs> to do a favor to, <laughs> because she had put the pin in a point that it was pointing to go inside Disneyland to go to the hotel. Okay. Kyle knows his so, shit. Let me guess. It was like on on a ride, like the haunted mansion. No, no, <laughs> but I mean, it, you, know, it's like a, you have to go all the way around Disneyland to go to the hotel entrance. All there is a small entrance uh, on Catella. I know exactly what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. So he says, "I did the rider a favor. I didn't take the lift suggested route going all the way around. Right, as you can see, it's like one mile less. Do you see it?" Okay, yep. the trip is five minutes less in a one mile less, right? Yeah. Then so, the estimate. For the for those who are listening, the estimated time was fifty four minutes and thirty six point six eight miles, but the actual was forty nine minutes, which is a five minute drop, and thirty five point seven two miles, which yeah. is just shy of a mile less. Yeah. So he did the passenger a favor. He goes, "I'm going to drop you off. I'm going to end the ride early because because instead of going all the way around to do the exact estimate, he did the passenger a favor." He took that little entrance to that hotel. He knows he's a professional driver. He knows what he's doing. And what does Lyft do? Docks the pay big time. 25%. So the, upfront, the upfront pay was 43.33 and it docked it to 32.43, which is a drop of literally $11.90 to be exact yeah. for less than a mile difference. You got $10 less. How does yeah. that make any sense? Yeah, and 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 when the opposite happens, five minutes more and one mile more, what do you get? Nothing. <laughs> you get nothing. It's not significant and, and enough. He was so pissed, and bro. You, he goes, I did a good deed. Like, I, 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 he goes, I can't believe it. And I'm like, yeah, I know you're going to go to Black Hole Support and try to get you. And you know what? And here's the best part. That passenger didn't get any adjustment, I bet. $10? Hell no. They no pay the exact same amount. So you know what that means? That no $10.90 went right in the lift's pocket. Why do you I, think their stock I, price I, went I up? 100% guaranteed did. And and then he goes, <laughs> poor Kyle goes to uh, lift support knowing he's going to get the rejection. <laughs> he goes, please know that upfront prices are subject to changes as well as if the system detects that these are sudden or unexpected change in the ride. What does that have to do with what just happened? I have no and idea. Goes, when the trip goes 20 minutes or miles above the upfront, you guys seem to think it's fine to not adjust any fares, but half a mile, you deduct 
is not right. Poor Kyle. And we're unable to take any further action, but <laughs> I'm telling you, if I cannot change anything this year, this is going to end. I promise you all, whoever you're here and whoever is going to watch this later, this up and down, this is going to change. This this is unacceptable. Yeah. That's insane. yeah. Okay. Lift. All right. What's up? Already. <laughs> I got lift. <laughs> you already know you have it. Um, yeah, that's yeah, this, that, that's that's bullshit. Ten dollars, bro. Yeah, for for less than a mile, five minutes. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. That's that's yeah. more than time and distance put together, like from the older rates by a massive no. amount. It's so even if you even if you so even if you take the the older rates and brought them into what it would cost, the difference between the upfront estimate pay and the actual pay would be like. A dollar at most, a mile a minute, ninety-three cents. Yeah, no, actually, uh, eighty cents a mile. It would get caught, and uh, thirteen cents a minute, five uh, sixty-five dollar forty-five. That's what it would be cut. Yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, it's gonna get cut ten. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so if anybody else has something like this, uh, oh, obviously send it to Sergio, Sergio at the RideshareGuy.com, and we'll be able to. Uh, Compile that into a nice little list and package it up and send it to Lyft and be like, stop. Uh, we, we, yeah, good question right there. Where did it go? Did Lyft? Yeah, of course they did. <laughs> uh, no, it went right into the piggy bank of Lyft. That's what happened. <laughs> Most likely, yeah. Most, I mean, I can't guarantee it, but I don't think they gave <laughs> the passenger $10 back. Um, I highly uh, doubt it. I find that very sus if they did. Or if they did. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, um, so before we move on, we would like to give away some of Sergio's money. So enter hashtag money into the chat right now, and uh, you will be entered in, and we'll do the drawing after this segment. Uh, so enter hashtag money, again, one word, all as you, what you see right below me, or my mic right here. Um, do that in the chat, and you'll be entered. And uh, yeah, let's move on. Let's talk about what is coming up on Thursday. You're behind the wheel interview with a driver who's probably the most well-paid driver for UberX Lyft regular when it comes to driving in general and for probably the last few years too. I yeah, I I my mouth was on the floor. <laughs> About 2 weeks ago when I when he first sent a couple of things to me, I'm like this guy's so full of shit. <laughs> and then he kept sending us I'm like wait a minute. <laughs> There's something happening. And then, Chris, voluntarily, because I usually ask, I go like, no, I'm not going to put this up. I'm not going to write an article. You need to provide me some proof. Bro, he sent me his 1099s. <laughs> he sent me he sent me his yearly driving summaries that he gets from Uber and Lyft. You can't fake those, okay? And, and I'm like, huh? <laughs> so I'm thinking he must be Uber Black, you know. Because, look, you remember we had the driver in Chicago uh, so Boti, sorry, you're you're dead. <laughs> um, he was like at 150k range, okay. Yep. And I put him on behind the wheel, and I wrote an article. I'm gonna do the same thing. So he's coming behind the wheel, this gentleman, Raphael, and I'm gonna write an article with all the documentation. So the haters who are gonna hate Thursday is gonna be fun. I'm gonna go in those comments, and they're all gonna go, yeah, but he has no life. Oh yeah, but he's got 240 thousand more dollars than you. <laughs> Did you guys hear what I just said? 240 
$1,000 consecutively last three years in a row? Huh? UberX and Lyft Standard, the best market on the planet. Boston, again. I don't care where he's at. He could be on the planet moon, bro. I don't care. I have all his numbers, so... Um, Look in the chat right now. Pound, pound money, <laughs> hashtag money. Yeah, they're money. money. Yeah, he's he's fucking printing it, and the guy doesn't even work the whole year. But he said, "I have that too." His best week, Chris. <laughs> His best week in 2022. Uh, I think it was April 2022. Fifty three hundred dollars. Ooh, yeah, that makes sense. 2022 Ooh. because of all the bonuses that were going on right then. Yeah. Uh, no. Here's the best part. So this is a profile picture. Raphael is his name. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, look, look what he's got right there. Look at the top. Yeah. He's got unusual cancellation activity oh, right there. I didn't right even there. see that. I didn't but even look, see look, that. Yeah. Look down below at the bottom. Cancellation rate. Zero percent. <laughs> uh, you know what? You're what awesome. I didn't even Uber. see that. I didn't even see that. I was so mesmerized by these trip counts. And by the way, he has another 15,000 on Lyft. He does both. <laughs> I didn't he's even got... see that. That's hilarious, bro. <laughs> yeah, so he's got 45,364 uh, rides, 987 deliveries. Smart guy, doesn't do deliveries like him. And uh, total load trips, he's got 46,351. Been on yeah. Uber since 2014. So congratulations to this driver for sure taking the cake there. But yeah. and, and besides his uh, cancellation notice, here's uh, yeah. here's a couple of summaries for 21 and 22. Let's take a look, Chris. Uh, let's do what year? You want to look at 2021? I have 2020, 21, 22, 23. Um, so his 2021 was 181, 392. Uh, plus 40-some thousand on Lyft, so about 220. His 22, 200,772.27, and his Lyft was about, again, another 30, 35. And his 20, did I send you to 2023? Yeah, I did. His 2023 uh, was 175 and about 40,000 on Lyft, but... If you go back, yeah, and here are the lifts. Um, I can't see those numbers. What is it? Thirty-eight thousand and eight, like forty-two thousand, something like that, or twenty twenty-two. Uh, it's thir- the the one on the left is thirty-one thousand, uh, and then eight thousand hundred dollars for non-ride earnings, and forty k. Uh, yep, and then the other side was thirty-nine thousand for the ride payments, non-ride earnings, seventy-five hundred. Yes, sir. That's my man, Raphael. The Golden Child, Uber X and Lyft Standard. He just actually finished his one car, which 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 was a 2018 Ford Fusion, and now he's in another car. He takes off um, at at least a couple of weeks every quarter. Goes to Europe, goes to Brazil. He's Brazilian. I don't want to give it all up. You guys got to watch Behind the Wheel. Amazing, amazing guy. Workhorse, hard worker. I'm like. I got to put this up. I don't give a shit how many of you come out and talk shit. Okay. Okay. That includes incentives, Stephen K. And when, you know, and that's why his numbers from last year to this year on Uber only actually dropped 25K. He did 200K on Uber last year and 173 this year. So his numbers dropped um, 27,000. 
So he is experiencing the, you know, Gridwise said drivers are making like 16, 17% less. And he's experiencing that himself, you know. Um, so, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, man, uh, I my hat's off to this guy. I mean, if any of you, I know here, no, not a chance. But now watching, later listening, if any of you can crack 225, I'll give you the 225 because his average for three years in a row is about 225. If you guys can crack that, Please, search you at the rideshareguy.com. You will be on the next behind the wheel. <laughs> yeah, right. you know what? I see it. I see it already Thursday morning. This comes. What an end. Loser. <laughs> I can see it. They go like, he has no life. He's working 70 hours a week. I'm like, yeah, he's got three quarters of a million dollars driving fucking Uber. How many of you have that? Right? So I'm not saying yeah. it's for everybody. <laughs> I can't do it. Not a goddamn chance. He works. He plays hard. He works hard. He goes two months out of a year. He's got his own vacations. My hat's off to you, Rafael. You're my man. There you go. Uber's going to like that one, don't you think? Probably. He'll probably yeah. reach out and say, hey, can we uh, can we talk to him uh, on our Are behind the wheel? Behind the wheel on that oh, one? Sorry. Copyright. <laughs> yeah, bullshit, bro. That, that, that's pissing me off, Chris. That behind the wheel they're copying? Yep. Can we well, not get the copyright sure. strike? No, because unfortunately, it's not a, you know, trademark name or anything. So really, yeah. Wow. In YouTube, we can do. I thought we because we started it first. We've been doing it for like eight nine months. Yeah, but there's there's many different names that people are doing when it comes to shows and stuff like really? that that are you know, overlap. So um, unfortunately, it's not one of those things. Boston, he's um, Boston trademark or anything. So yeah, he's a killer. He's a killer, bro. I love this guy. Humble, you know, the guy made three quarters of a million dollars driving Uber, bro. Get the hell out. Come on now. You know, so, so it, yeah. here's the thing it can be done, it's going to be tough, but it can be done. It just depends on you got to you know, be in the first. You can't do it in LA, you can't do it in 80% of the markets. You got to be in the right market. He's in the top market yep. in the country, period, by far. He was getting the bonuses, he was getting the stuff, but he knows what he's doing. You know, if you look, I mean, you guys should. You'll see it in the article. You know, his yearly drive, if you're looking at those numbers, dollar numbers, his yearly me. driving. I like the new logo too, Tony. What? What over? <laughs> no. That, that's lost <laughs> right there. I got that thing covered. No way. That's bullshit. <laughs> um, but, uh, but you know what? His driven miles, Chris, wasn't that high. It was like mm -hmm. 65,000, 68,000 a year. Right. Okay. What does it say? Yeah, the so twenty-one yeah. was fifty-eight thousand. Um, twenty-two was sixty-four thousand. Uh, fifty-six thousand when it came to twenty. Oh, do you notice something though? Do you notice something on the Uber ones? You can go back to the Uber ones. Go back to twenty twenty-one. Let's see the trip count sixty-seven seventy-nine. Right. Yep. Then the trip count went higher to seventy-three hundred in twenty twenty-two. And look at let's look at last year. He made the least amount of money, but he made the most amount of trips, right? 77, 74. Mm -hmm. So what does this so, say? Sergio, he strategized. What is he strategized. He figured his shit out. Short My search trip. Short search trip. What is his uh, average cost of ride? Because I'd like to know, like, if you, okay, I gave 70, there are 6,700 rides. I gave 7,300 rides. Divide that out. Um, I'd like to know what his per cost average per trip is that he made 
just to well, see what it is includes, and then you can figure it out yeah you can get that by looking at the numbers so um okay you're fine yeah well, we'll but anyway so we'll all of this will later. be in the article i'm going to do his breakdown i'm so excited to do this article and put it up there Raphael, you're my man you're the new champion anybody above 225 this guy was like 240 in one year but forget to 225 email me i will put you on i will do an article on you and i will take my hat off to you so there you yep. go all right so let's take a look and see who our winner is going to be hashtag money oh yeah i forgot so he's making money, and going money. Poor. shit how come i'm the stock went up quiet you made money oh my god <laughs> matt moore congrats matt moore matt moore that's a new name all right matt email me sergio at the right chair guy.com 24 hour window if you don't email me within 24 hours no cash no soup for you matt moore sergio at the right chair guy.com all right congrats all right what else we got we got fake names or whatever we have something yep. else let's let's talk about some fake accounts right now what's fake going accounts, on there yeah. We, it's this timely, isn't it? New York Post picks it up the week after Luis was on our channel last week, right? We talk about fake accounts. And New York Post goes, hey, these people are delivering to high-rises. One of them is going to do something, right? And yesterday, there was a headline um, for uh, of these. Uh, look, I love the immigrant story. I'm an immigrant. Most of us are. But not everybody is clean when you just load them on a truck and dump them in New York or Chicago or whatever. There's some, you know, gangsters in there, criminals in there. They're just slipping through, right? And these people are doing all uh, deliveries. What's easier way? Get a fake account, get a scooter, and boom, do deliveries in New York. And this is article was very timely that it's just like, um, you know, uh, it says Uber, and Uber Eats worker claims unvetted drivers that's exactly what we talked about uber with uh luis last week unvetted because they're on fake accounts and who knows who's delivering your food do you even know particularly newly arrived migrants but I, I i'm not in this article i had nothing to do with this so new york post much appreciated uh, pose a major security risk to New Yorkers by borrowing or renting genuine accounts, which give them access to customers' homes. Exactly. Uber, Eats, DoorDash, Grubhub, Instacart, hello, Walmart Spark, hello. John Gray, who's been delivering for Uber, Eats in New York for five years, said the Post's reporting that delivery workers on the platform haven't provided proof of identity or gotten criminal background checks. Exactly. And don't even operate under their real names. Exactly. That's when I ordered DoorDash and instead of Bob, you know, James shows up. I'm like, what the fuck? And has the potential for disaster. Illegal working using borrowed delivery apps is a significant security issue as we go inside people's homes, Gray said. Exactly. In walk-up buildings, it's basically buzz the intercom from outside, buzz the door, and you walk in. It's the walk-up buildings that I feel I have the greatest security gaps. Exactly. So this needs to end, Uber, Lyft. I mean, not, not as much in rideshare because it's very tight on rideshare. You can get the face ID. But on deliveries, Uber Eats, DoorDash, Grubhub, Instacart, Spark, whatever you whatever you have, you have whatever else, this, this needs to end. This is bad news. What are you guys waiting for? For one of these gangsters from wherever they are just to do something horrible to one of your consumers? 
And then I'll bet, Chris, what they're going to say is that, ah, you're an independent contractor. We have nothing to do with it. I'm like, yeah, oh, see you in court. You, you're the one who onboarded them. Yeah. That one, that one will hold up pretty well. Yeah, that, that's going to end. This has to end. This is Plus, you know why this is bad? People who are, you know, legally onboarded and doing it, their orders are getting cut into half because there are so many fake accounts out there floating and grabbing all these to, you know, even the garbage orders. They're the only ones doing it. And, you know, same size pie, many more mouths to feed. We talked about that. It's not good. It's not good for the people who are legally joining these platforms. So they can easily do stuff about it. They're not doing it to get the door trash delivered. This needs to end, but we're going to work on it. Actually, I'm Luis is, is joining me and also Michelle from the largest DoorDash Facebook group. We're going to get together and fix this shit. And, uh, you know, and then look what DoorDash says. We make it very clear that account sharing is never allowed. And it's inaccurate to say that the company makes no efforts on these issues. We make these issues, we take these issues seriously. And as a result of recent reports have begun, renewed audits of accounts for fraudulent behavior said, Josh Gold, Uber Eats. Hello, Josh. How are you, buddy? <laughs> so... Well, on, uh, yeah. on the screenshot on the other side, he says any any courier that fails to meet these criteria, including through periodic ID checks that require couriers to take selfie, help I verify their identity, will no longer be, be able to work with Uber Eats. Yeah. So you know yeah. what they're doing, right? Do you know what they're doing? Those fake accounts. This is what they're doing. You're logged on your phone onto somebody else's account. When you get the face ID, they're logging out, Chris. I even figured out the the trick for that. Okay. Then they're calling mm -hmm. the account holder saying, please take it, you know, then the actual account holder is logging on from their phone, taking the face ID, then logging out once it passes, and then the, 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 the migrant or fake account holder is continuing doing the work. Mm. I, I'm even told how to fucking get around it, Uber. If I know this, you should know this. You know what I mean? Maybe there should be like more scrutiny on this shit. But anyway, so this needs to end. It's bad. It's very bad for the consumer. It really is. I mean, who's delivering your shit? I would bro? say a, a timed picture. So if they don't do it within one minute, you're off the platform for, you know, a couple of hours or, okay. you know, Good. a day or something. At least, and, and then it would just be a progressive until it's like, if this is continually happening where something like this is being tracked, where you, you find that. I mean, the, the other side of the coin is they're going to know too what you're doing because they're going to track everything that you're doing within the app. So every tap that you're yeah. doing, they could track that and then they could just put that into their, into their cure, into their, into their search bar and see, okay, these, all these particular uh, drivers are doing the exact same thing over and over and over again. Why is yeah. that? And then that way you can help narrow it down and then well, I mean, just blink it, blink it, non access them. They can do it. If there is a way, there is a, there is a will, there is a way they're not doing it because yep. it's getting orders delivered, bro. Who else is going yeah, to do a two dollar no tip trash order? They are like here you go. Well, they're they're um, on a ticking time bomb. Well, you know it's their call. Somebody will get raped or killed or something will happen or robbed, and then they get sued. Yeah, and then which is, which is better? I don't know. These companies always play this risk reward game, right? Oh, I will get hundred million more orders delivered this quarter, so that lawsuit is only going to cost us maybe five million. I'm like, why even get through this? I'm just not sure. Plus, it's hurting your rightfully you know onboarded platform workers why are you hurting those people you're oversaturating the market so 
anyway yep. but uh, thank you new york post awesome we're gonna keep working <laughs> on this too all right uh, all right next one we got, we got uh you give some my money away okay we only have one yep. today yeah okay no. uh, yep yeah, uh, big shout out to uh, Nathaniel, um, my brother on wheels, who was on behind the wheel with a great story of his own. This is the city council meeting. I mean, no, sorry, a transportation committee meeting uh, from Portland. Uh, Washington Drivers United, who was in Seattle, and Washington State, Chris, now is teaching their brothers and sisters in Portland, what they did exactly, and this is the second meeting. Mm -hmm. There started the drivers uh, united. Uh, you'll see the picture on the next picture. Um, they started their, there you go, Drivers Union, uh, Oregon. And that's Nathaniel right there. Good for you, buddy. So he's taking our word for real and starting a grassroots movement. They're already at the transportation committee meeting, people. So when you all ask me, what can we do? What can we do? Do what this guy did. Let's start a fire. There. They're at the committee and then already. And legislation talking. in Portland gets passed and, you know, starts, we'll have to have Nathaniel back on and talk about, you know, Absolutely. how he took the torch and Absolutely. continued on and, you know, got what they did. So that's, Absolutely. again, we're, exactly we're putting out there. You guys got to... You know, you know I, I see in the there. comments. I saw in the comments, I was going to text you this. Yeah, I think it was earlier today or yesterday. It's like, oh, you, you all talk. You don't do anything. It's like, first off, you don't know what's being done behind the scenes. Secondly, what are you doing yourself? You just sitting there complaining? Because that's exactly what I see. Yeah. You just run in your mouth. taking the bull by the horns. These guys took the bull by the horns with their brother's help from the next state over, literally. Because you know what happened? Washington drivers are getting tired of Oregon drivers poaching into Vancouver and doing trips at a higher cost and then going back home. You know I what I'm saying? Appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they were like, a lot of Oregon drivers are poaching into Washington State and doing trips and then going back home because their rates are like double and a half, right? And that's hurting the Washington drivers because it's creating more oversaturation. So the Washington Drivers Union said, okay, let me let us teach you how we did it so you guys can go do it in your own place, and then that's what they're doing. That's not what Sergio can exactly. Do it yourself. <laughs> Get your shit together because I can't do everything. I'm not in your state. I know what I can do here, which is absolutely nothing at the moment. Zero because of Prop 22. But you all have the game. Look, it's happening in Minneapolis. It's happening in Chicago. It's happening in Virginia now. It's happening in Massachusetts. It's happening in Oregon. You just got to start a fire. Colorado. Where it goes, we don't know. We'll see. Portland, a lot of places. All right, let's let's do our uh, weekly names. Um, well, so we got we got uh, quite a few. Uh, first of all, I, one, I, I don't know how that particular person even has a four point six two rating. Um, I would assume it would probably be a one star rating, um, for the most part. Well, but you know, you know who that is, right? That's Levi. No, I know Levi. App. Yeah. Okay, Levi, by the way, is going to be on next week. For all the people who are sending me tax questions, Levi is an uh, MBA accountant. He's not going to answer tax questions because he cannot legally. However, he's going to show his own uh, summaries, explain you guys how to read him because you're all asking me, how do you read this? How do you do this? How do you read my 1099? He's going to show his own on both platforms, explain to you guys, and I'm trying to get 
uh, a tax expert actually from Solo, who is one of our affiliate marketers, we are for them, to get a tax expert so you can get tax questions answered. So if you have not filed your taxes already, tune in next week. Levi is going to be on and a tax expert. This is Levi's trip. Now, would you accept this or decline this trip? Decline. Obviously, he accepted it. Yep. But it okay. seems like he wants to cancel. Well, uh, but no, he didn't. Oh, th those, those, are, those are right there is uh, why you want to cancel. Something wrong well, except a trip by accident problem with pickup route made a wrong turn. Pickup isn't worth it. So he's looking to cancel it. I don't know if he had yeah, taken it or not. But... Yeah, but uh, I think he did it uh, because there was a 450 surge. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, so would you guys do this trip? But then a-hole a named Swastika? Ew. Uber. I swear to God, Uber. I'm going to do this until I'm doing Show Me The Money. Until I, I, I Every week, Uber. This, this is stupid. <laughs> it, Sachin, one year plus two, three months ago, all those fake names are going to get purged. This... It's got to be the fake name of all fake names. Maybe outside killer. No, this is worse, right? Yeah. I don't know which one is worse. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, actually, that I mean, they're both probably equally bad in their own respects. You know what I yeah. mean? In, in, their, in their own realm. Yeah, this is unacceptable. Uh, every week. we're on a, Right now, we're on a Mexican standoff over. Either I'm going to stop doing this or you're going to stop putting these knuckleheads on your platform. Okay? there's no question about that i have so many more okay and on lift it's kind of cute but obviously two two really seriously i mean come on man. there should be a little duck next to two two because she's doing the duck face <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if people can see it or not but she's doing a little duck face so he's a two two okay compared to the one on the uber it's nothing <laughs> it's actually yeah. cute <laughs> All right, I well, mean, I, I, came, I came, you know. All right, I came across this picture. What the? F what is it? <laughs> it's out. Norma, are you here, Norma? <laughs> this is well. That's in Maine, so yeah. The the Maine's license plate is tits out. Uh, it, it's the biggest thing in the back. It says Milfmobile. Uh, Milfmobile. There's definitely a lift question mark. And then it says, car. if you're going to ride my ass, at least pull my hair. On the other side, it says condoms prevent minivans. minivans. Uh, only gay cops give me tickets. Caution, this vehicle makes sudden stops at your mom's house. Uh, hella kids in this bitch right? honk if one falls out. <laughs> but I saw this and I'm like, oh, God, this has got to go on the show today. <laughs> this is a Lyft driver? I'm assuming. I, I don't know. I mean, they got the placards right there, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah tits out lift um yeah I, you know not, not watch watch somebody will put that as a screen name now next week chris <laughs> tits out. yeah right okay oh, so lift. if you get we'll, we'll put that on there for the name fake name <laughs> if you have if any of you now later have tits out as a screen name passenger screen name please send it to me <laughs> and you know what here's the best part it, it has to be like somebody on lift it's got to be a lift one and the the picture's got to be them covering themselves up, but they're they're just still yeah, hanging you're out. Asking too much now. Come on. 
Anyway, so if you do run into fake names, people, please send it to me. I'll just add it to my unending database of fake names. Sergio at the guy.com. We have to end this. This is unacceptable. Swastika and Tutu. Come on. Okay. This is this is Sachin. Come on, bro. <laughs> I'm I don't want to laugh, but I'm having a good time. But this us really, I mean. You're a tech company. You said you're going to purge. You're going to run a check, purge all these fake names. Year and two months ago. It's on our channel. You're on the record, Sachin. Okay. Yep. All right. I got one last thing for you, and I want to know your thoughts. And then chat, oh, I want to know your thoughts too. So I came across this from somebody. You see, average DoorDash delivery driver monthly pay in the U.S. is approximately $4,765, which is 82% above the official average from Indeed. What do you think about this? <laughs> okay, delivery driver monthly salaries in the United States, DoorDash, Indeed. Most DoorDash drivers average, okay, yeah, 15 to 25, but how the fuck do you get to 4765 <laughs> Somebody, somebody's trying to your code right there. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Is this from the DoorDash website? No, this is this oh, is, is somebody. It's like an ad. This. It's an ad. Okay, yeah, it's fake news. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I'm no like, there's no effing way. There's no effing way. I mean, people can't. You can't. Yeah, no, hit no, a no, 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 no. There is a way. Twelve hundred a week. If you yep. do okay, if you dash. 12, 14 hours a day in a driver. good market, you can do that. Yeah, it's not the average. I mean, Kim, Kim oh, no, is no, it's doing not the average. It's not the average. Yeah, but that's oh, what it says. Oh, average. It says average. I apologize. No, that's definitely not the average. Is like $1,100, bro. Yep. Well, it, it really is. <laughs> DoorDash has those numbers. It's on their website. I think it's eleven or $1,200. That's yeah. not the average. Because, yeah, because the majority of people are still on the weekend. That's not that. So I saw that and I'm like, you're joking. That's insane. No. So, I mean, you I could potentially do it. It is possible. In fact, yeah. if you want to know how to do it, Kim just put out a video um, talking about that. So yeah. uh, there is I that. You know, was feeling it. Actually, you know, you know who's getting hurt with all this migrant influx of illegal accounts? Kim. His Her market is absolutely trash. New Jersey's absolutely trash with the Russian, Ukrainian accounts. She is going like... Ape shit. She's like, I'm gonna lose it. My income got cut in half. <laughs> I mean, mm. it's it's horrible, bro. Um. So anyway, but uh, yeah, forty eight hundred. No, everybody would do DoorDash. They would quit all their jobs. Even even office office workers would quit their jobs for five grand a month. No, yeah, right. No, no. Yeah, so, that's it. Yep. Anything else? Anything going on uh, this week? No. Uh, no, we have uh, Crossfire 2 coming up. Please be kind to Harry. At least give him like 10 people. 10. So he was at 3. <laughs> We're expecting a triple. 9 at least. People agree with, with him. Even if you don't, yeah, just I, say, I, I love Harry. I agree with Harry. Harry is feeling like yesterday's stepchild. So it's like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that'll be... Yeah, that, depending on when you guys are recording that, it'll be out week. either later this week or probably next week most likely um oh, and then uh we have the behind the wheel that we talked about earlier that'll be out on thursday which will be really good um so you know you want to make sure you see how he's making two hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a year driving just on the uber x and lyft regular platform 
Uh, so it can be done. It's just impossible to do unless you have the right, correct area and market for it. Um, but the reality is you could potentially get something that's pretty decent if you wanted to. Um, yeah, those numbers again, are insane. insane numbers, bro. I was like, oh, yeah. wow. I mean, if I yeah, don't put that out. That, when you send me that, I'm like, holy that. shit. Yeah. No, if I didn't have those and if I didn't talk to the guy, vetted the guy, see the numbers, I'm like, I mean, it, it's him. Like, you can't go out of Photoshop that. And he's not the type of guy either. When you guys meet him on Thursday, he was like straight down to earth, amazing kind of guy. And uh, But he's been a hard worker all his life. So that's the key. That's the key. So nothing yep. new to him to work 70 hours a week. Actually, he was working 90 hours a week when he moved to Uber full time. So wow. actually, yeah, he was. So he's awesome. And uh, Jackie, thank you. Jackie, thank you. Um, uh, whoever's in San Francisco, I'm going to be up there, but we're going to keep running those. Um, we love you, Harry. It's full of shit. I want to be up in Oakland, San Francisco, 13th uh, of March, but we're going to run a little snippet on that we're posting it on our community page i need 100 plus drivers to show up to meet and greet free food free drinks but we'll talk about that later go to our website sign up to the newsletter chris is going to be where chicago chicago next, next weekend so if you want to get together easier ask, an email chris at the rideshareguide.com and uh, we could do like a little meet and greet in chicago hey guys surrounding the area. yep do that it's time for a test yeah. Yeah. What's up? It's time for a test. Yep. And then also, again, we want to thank Brian for coming on earlier today, talking about that. If you came in later to the show, uh, make sure you go back and check that out. Uh, he's talking about insurance, uh, the lack of insurance, things that you need to know when it comes to insurance. And uh, you definitely need to uh, know that information. So make sure you are uh, paying attention to that. And uh, the number for Legal Rideshare is in the description. Uh, put that in your phone and also go back and check out our previous video with Brian. Um, it's probably about a year ago uh, when he came on last, but he goes over some of the steps that you should know in the event that you get into an accident. Very so then important. that way it's going to be best for you, best coverage, best uh, things to know, best practices. Uh, so, you know, hopefully that will be uh, quick and taken care of for you. Very important subject. You guys should at least watch the half hour on a replay, learn stuff. He's amazing. He helps a lot of people out that I know of. I sent him quite a few people. Um, he's knowledgeable and he deals with these cases. If you take your, like, get in a crash, take it to a PI lawyer who's never dealt with Uber, they may not get you what you really deserve. So he knows what he's doing. Um, what else? That's it. Yeah, we're done. All Good right. Show. Well, you we'll see you guys next week. Day. See you guys next week and uh, be safe, be safe, be smart, and uh, we'll see you. Yep. Thumbs up.